Hey, Ian, how's it going, man? You know, doing well. I, I, I continue to be managing the crazy of 2020 slash 2021. Yeah, the 2021, which is like the long, the extra long uh, back chapter on 2020. Yeah, right? yeah. It's the yeah. Uh, the scouring of the Shire on the uh, <laughs> on the end of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, we're we're in like the what the three hundred ninetieth day of whatever it is of twenty last March. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it it it's like a little crazy to me that we're that we're like coming on a year now of this. Yeah, um, and you know there's a. I don't know if I would call it an end in sight. There's at least a change in sight. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, my my uh, all, all of my wife's parents are now vaccinated. Um, that's great. Which, which like feels really like that's a big stress off of our shoulders. Um, my parents are still waiting because Canada is a mess. Um, my parents are waiting because they live in rural California, and when California ran out of this vaccine, it ran out of vaccine in rural California. Yeah, I mean the 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 density at least works in their favor, but yes, I would I would still say like be loud in this scenario. I mean the density works in their favor, but also like they live in the part of the the state where people are like think it's it shows off how brave and yeah. and free thinking they are to do dumb stuff. Living out here in New Hampshire, I get the I get a lot of oh you're from California. Man, that play that state sucks. Sort of. <laughs> Which I, you know, you know, I moved out of California for good reasons and like I I you know, we'll cover and can talk about some of those today, but I also get kind of offended by it yeah. too because they're not they're not like Oh, here's my helpful suggestions for how to improve the state where you and most of the people where you're from. Most of the people you care about still live. Um, Like they're just like, well, I, you know, I heard about how your state sucks, and I'm here to tell you what I think. Um, (laughs) Yeah, fair, fair enough. You know, and and you know, I mean, we're we're still here, but I've definitely gone back and forth on like does this state suck or not? Um, I, I will say trying, trying to find a place that has equivalent weather is like, that is a challenge. Yeah. Um, uh, and having, having grown up in a place that got very, very cold, uh, I am happy to not have to deal with that anymore. But yeah, California has a great climate other than the fires in the the summertime which i don't know like i don't know i don't understand what it would take to not have fires in california but that was like that wasn't a small part of our decision to leave is because i didn't know anyone who knew exactly what we were going to do to make it so that the state didn't catch on fire every year and in fact most of the people that seemed the smartest about it had already given up on the problem and that's not great um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it, and like, I would say, I, I definitely have done a fair amount of reading on this, and it's not exactly clear to me. Like, it's, it's very, it, it feels clear that part of it has to be forest management, and you know, and controlled burns. Like, like, clearly that has to be part of the solution. 
part of the solution probably also has to be updating the infrastructure because like, I mean, a lot of the major, you know, the major power lines are a hundred years old at this point. Um, and even the, even their ability to locate the problems are limited because a lot of those, you know, like, like, like the big fat high capacity lines are, are in pretty isolated areas. <laughs> um, and there were, you know, I mean, there were, there were, there were threads circulating Twitter at the time where like basically people would, would, would fly drones out there mm -hmm. to like, to like just, just get pictures and you could see how, how many of them like were sort of slowly <laughs> falling apart. And like, it's not it, like, is that the state's fault? Is that PG&E's fault? Like nobody, nobody really knows. I mean, that that probably is was my biggest dis like that turn in the conversation that it inevitably took was my biggest despair of it is inevitably it would turn towards like, well, it's the federal government's fault. Well, it's the state's fault. Well, it's PG&E's yeah. fault. And I'm like, I actually don't give a Right. Yeah, like, but like, like who's, who's tell, fix it and how is that? Gonna tell happen? me who has the capacity to solve the problem so that we're, you know, the, the sky hasn't clouded over with, um, hasn't, doesn't turn black yeah. every August. Well, um, it, and like, you know, to me, the thing that certainly points towards this being a much broader problem that will have to be dealt with on, on a larger scale is that like, I mean, it was, it was, it was obviously awful here last last September, but like the entire West Coast was on fire from like Mexico mm -hmm. up to Canada. And so it wasn't like there was really anywhere that you could run. Um, and so, you know, then the question becomes like, okay, well, is 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 the West Coast just not a viable place to live? Like, I, I, I don't know. So, so there is certainly a component of this that speaks more to climate than to anything specific that any one state is doing and and you're going to have that impact everywhere like there's not really anywhere to go where that's not going to hit you in some way shape or form it's kind of like pick your poison yeah and i think i'm gonna like i think we're, we're going to discuss this at length and i think i'll i'll give you the sneak preview of my my take here which is that there are certain aspects of the problems with living in California and the problems that that contributed to me leaving that are general like there are problems that every state is gonna is having to deal with or would have to deal with in a similar situation yeah. and California has had its particular very California flavored failures yes. to responding to these problems but there are other states that would have different failures <laughs> in different ways. And there are other states that would have similar failures. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, for, for us, when we decided to move the, you know, the, the, the fires were one of the major considerations, like it, it's scary. Like it is a big dry state, like fire is part of the ecology in, in California, but the nonetheless, like I'd never, despite having lived in even more flammable parts of the of the state, like it never experienced anything like that. But for the most part, like what really motivated me was just the cost of living, right? Yeah. Like that was, and we were living in like near Hayward, like not in before that in El Cerrito, which 
are not the places that are like those are the places where you, the cheap people like me go right and it was still pretty like we still sold our house a small house and moved to new hampshire and not like i don't know like we're we got a lot more house for about half as much money yeah and we're not renting so like that's you know the people who have to rent in the bay area there's so much like it's so much worse for them you know the other things that weigh into that are you know, I'm at the point in my career where I'm not like, I'm not looking to establish myself anymore. So like I'm having, having the thick labor market that you really have for tech in the Bay area was still a big deal, would still have been a big deal to me 10 years earlier. Yeah. And, but less so at this point in my career. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's like, you know, you want like, Otis, you're buying Otis. <laughs> It has established what Otis is, the Otis that you get that that you know that lives that lives in the Bay Area is the same Otis that that you would get who lives in New Hampshire or Texas or anywhere else on the planet. Right, right, and there is a you know there is a little bit of a, I think there when I'm not working literally in your office, I think you do get a different flavor of Otis, and maybe if you're interested in some of the like the just the interesting things I do while I'm in the office and like pearls of wisdom that I drop while I'm yelling at my sequel to compile uh like you don't get as much of that when I'm working remotely but I'm you know I'm personally very attached to the point of view that you know there is something very valuable to embedded knowledge to like having people work in the office but I'm also like I see that as possibly like we're trying it out a version of remote work that is like it's working, right? Like it's not, not working. And I think maybe I have upgraded my beliefs to say that maybe remote work is more valuable and achievable than I thought it was 10 years ago. So that also was a big factor in the move as I I was um, opening up my mind that I can, I can remote work effectively and even though we're lo- uh, my employers are going to be losing something if they need to have me work from New Hampshire, where there are not a ton of tech companies, but that it's still going to be worthwhile. And then yeah. I th- I think the other, you know, the, the like schools, like we're trading a good school for a good school, right? Like that there are other places with good schools. I still think that San Francisco and the Bay Area has mostly good schools, especially if you're uh, if you know what you're doing. Um, yeah. I mean, I, 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 that's a, that's a thing, unfortunately, I don't keep very close tabs on, <laughs> uh, you know, needing, needing, needing a Jewish day school for my kids, mm-hmm. like what the public schools are doing. I, I mean, I would like them to be open, uh, <laughs> uh but, uh, 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 but like not not needing them for my kids, I I don't I like don't spend a ton of time digging in to f- figure out like what schools are good, what schools what schools aren't good. I obviously like I want all the school districts to be great, but when I'm looking to go live somewhere, I don't necessarily need the district in which I live to be good. Yeah, um, I'm but, big into I'm like I always like I am a big believer in public schools. I want my kids going to public schools. I want to be involved yeah. with how good the public schools are but obviously like... Under, understood <laughs> and, and and i and i and i commend you for that um 
I, you know, there, there are certain things that a public school could not give us. Um, and, you know, and I like having the flexibility to like go get those things. I'm still very happy to pay my taxes and have them go towards the public schools. And hopefully like those will be great. Um, you know, but I also appreciate the freedom and flexibility for us to be able to live our lives the way that, you know, the way that, uh, um, the way that we see fit, which is not possible in every country in the world. So one of the things that, that, that I have always appreciated about the, about the places in which I have lived. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, I think this, this might be the first time we're talking about this in terms of like your, your yeah. move away from a, from a, from a tech center. Yeah. And I, I mean, you made me nervous for sure, because yeah. again, like I, I am, I am a believer that like you want to be, especially earlier in your career, you want to yeah. live in a city where other people who are working in yeah. something like what you're doing are there. Right. So you yeah. can learn from them. You can gain there. You can gain knowledge through yeah. other re means than just reading about it, right? Yeah, so let's let's dig into some of that because I feel like there's a lot of interesting stuff kind of like uh, sort of packed, packed in there. And, you know, sort of to me, the, the two specific things are really like, number one, um, you know, the, uh, and, and I mean, in, and I say number one in no particular order, mm -hmm. um, but like the the Bay Area is kind of like the center for you know for technology and the place that kind of people would would flock to, especially engineers when they you know when they wanted to work in in software oriented uh, you know software oriented businesses and like what is that you know why are people, you know, why, why, why does that at least, at least like feel like it's kind of peaking or ending? There's certainly an outflow right now. You're, 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 you're one of those folks. And then, and then number two is like, well, let's talk about remote work and like what that actually means, especially at like, various career stages because like like it's interesting to me that you know uh you say like you're you know you basically feel like like there's a model of remote work of, of like uh, remote work that's causing you to change your priors and the big questions that i sort of have around that is like okay um is that like is this the model that you feel like we're going to converge to um is there is there a component of that that that's sort of stage dependent in that like you've built your skill set you understand like how you get deployed for for to to generate value by by a company like what about the otis of 15 years ago like could you have gotten to where you were in like this kind of model and then like you know, how it, and like, how would we think through in terms of, you know, like, like some of the less desirable parts of, you know, parts of that uh, remote work, like what could people advocate for um, uh, to like, you know, to, to at least replicate 
or even even if not perfect, like let's say to the 80% level, like some, some of the benefits that you might get being, yeah. being in an office. So which, uh, which one of those do you, do you want let's, to attack first? Let's, let's start with the Bay Area exodus. And yeah. I'll start with, I don't, um, I th- I'll start with why I don't think it's a good idea to make a big prediction about this. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just like being, I'm not just being hedgy and if you like evasive on this, like, I think the model in my head uh, has multiple equilibria. Yeah. And so therefore, like, if you want to be, if you want to look like a fool, try to make a pred- prediction on which of the multiple equilibria a model yeah. will land on when it has yeah. in fact, multiple equilibria. So I don't, I, I think while the pandemic is on and remote work is the thing you have to do, it makes very little sense to live in the Bay Area for a lot, a lot of people. And that, like, so in that sense, I think, you know, the current exodus is real. You see it in lots of different numbers. Yeah. Um, people are moving out into lower cost areas and working. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know if they're all like the the, the I mean, question one, becomes like, are they going to come back? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, you know, to me, that's sort of the big thing, because like when I I mean, I know a lot of people who have left the vast majority of them. Like, yes, they are moving to lower cost areas, but that's not the thing that they're chasing. It's. Uh, they are, uh, so, so the, the vast majority of them and, 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 and like, by the way, for the most part, these are, these are folks who, who are in longer term stable relationships, but don't have kids. Um, uh, uh, a lot of the folks I know who are, you know, who, who are single have stayed, uh, and those who have kids have also stayed like it's like a little harder to, to like pick up your your whole family and move. And if you're single, like you're not like you still have a social circle with whom you can like build a bubble. Uh, and, you know, to be frank, like the rental market's gotten pretty good for a lot of them, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's one of the like somebody yeah. somebody's leaving in order for that rental market to get good enough for those people yeah. to stay. Yeah. Right? It's like. But but the people who who did leave um, were 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 generally chasing one of two things. Um, so there there were a number of folks who left just 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 because like, well, you know, they were basically like, well, I can't see anybody and I would rather ride this out with my family than like sit here in my apartment by myself. Um, and, and really what that says is, is probably like, like their, their social fabric was not tight enough mm-hmm. that, that, that like they could create a viable situation for themselves going forward. Um, and then uh, the, the other folks though, like when they left, they were, they were really chasing more space, uh, you know, in terms of like, not like if you're sitting there in a one bedroom apartment and you and your spouse are both working, like one of you gets a bedroom, the other gets the living room. Like yeah. it's, you're sort of stuck in this very small space. Whereas like you could maybe go up to a mountain town, rent a house for half the price. And so, so, so it, in a sense, it, it looks like they were, they, they were moving to lower cost areas. I don't actually think the cost was the big issue. It was just the ability to get something with more space. Uh, if that thing had been available at the same price, they probably still would have taken it. 
Um, and so, and so like there's something convolved in here where like, it's not just, oh, people are chasing cheaper housing. It's like, no, 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 they're, they're chasing housing that works better for this situation that we happen to find ourselves in right now. Uh, where like you would want the ability to like use a yard and like get outside without wandering through, 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 you know, through some kind of public lobby or getting on an elevator with a bunch of other people. And so, and so like people who have left, a lot of them are chasing that, but that goes back to your point of like, I don't know exactly what's going to happen when this is over and, or, or when things change and the offices are, are able to open back up. Yeah, that's, that's right. Like, I definitely, I empathize with the, I thought my house was big enough in Castro Valley and, uh -huh. then, and then the kids weren't in school and my wife wasn't, uh, wasn't working. And I was like, Oh, never mind. It is very small. And <laughs> yeah. then in order to make a, in order to get a bigger house, I would have had to pay paid an awful lot more money than I was paying yeah. there because, and so for me, at least the square footage versus like, did I need more space or did I need cheaper real estate was literally the same question, yeah. but I could see why for, for like, like there, there's just limited availability in a dense urban yeah. environment, well, even one that's not actually that dense, like San Francisco, um, yeah. for, for being able to get outside and, and walk around without bumping into people and being able to socially distance. Yeah. But I, I still think, so I, I think some of those people are coming back. I, you know, you hear, you, you definitely see a lot of VCs trying to make other things happen. Uh, you know, people are like, uh, companies are using this as an opportunity to move out of one, like a, a high cost of living place and to put it their headquarters somewhere else that is cheaper even if austin's not exactly cheap and i think austin's been the chief beneficiary of of at least companies moving probably not of people moving yeah um, well so so far it certainly seems that way it, it, it's it is unclear to me as a person that your that that your cost of living would end up that much cheaper in uh, 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 in Austin. Now I'm going to say something that will probably get me killed on the internet if it, oh, if it is like, not quite right. but my, my understanding is that, um, is that while, while housing prices are, are cheaper in, uh, uh in Austin, property taxes are, are, are significantly higher. Yeah. And so like, there is, there's like part of it, like for the for the cheaper housing and zero percent state income tax, like you end up paying in other ways if you are a property owner that makes it like it. It, it, it basically what I hear is that it is closer than you might think. Interestingly now, enough, New, New Hampshire is New Hampshire, at least for me, is similar. I mean, I yeah. definitely am paying less taxes here than I yeah. was in California, but I'm literally paying the same in property taxes for a house that is half the value. Yeah, I mean, it, it you know, over, over time, it, it can certainly, it can certainly build up. But like, like, I mean, the, the trend that I'm more watching is less about like, which people are leaving and which people are staying and who comes back and who doesn't come back. The, the trend I'm really watching is like, what are the companies doing? Yeah. Uh, so I, I like think that's that a much scarier one to me. than I like, think that that's interesting. 
Because like markets are two-sided. I don't, so I think people will, there will be more people working remotely, but I don't think it'll be a hundred percent. I think people will like, people will still need to co-locate together. And to me, that means the companies, like, like that's why it's a multiple equilibrium problem is the companies need to be where the engineers are. And the engineers need to be where the companies are, (laughs) especially when they're early career, I think. Yeah. Um, then yeah. that means like it's not obvious who, who gets to decide um yeah. where where things are going to be located i don't well, think it's a guarantee that people are just going to go all back to the bay area um yeah. this this you know this, there's a certain amount of path dependence that is involved in, like in where this play like where a technology hub starts that has nothing to do with the intrinsic features of it of the place where it is um, like you can't, you can't nail down why San Francisco and Silicon Valley was the hub based on like the actual geographic or cultural features of those cities. Like there's, yeah, a, I mean, there's a million other cities that, yeah. that, yeah. It, and like, could have, there are, there are like so many books written on this about like why Silicon Valley and like, like really what it kind of comes down to is that is that post-dicting complex systems is just as hard as predicting them. Uh, it, it, because like you can kind of run through and write down a whole bunch of stuff about like this is why this is this happened and like but you have you have no idea. Yeah. Right. Like I think I think you can are, you can safely say that it had to be in a section of America that had a lot of college educated people yes. living there already and other yeah. than that like there's no i mean there are there are a few other things right like you could probably say like like it it needed to be in a place that was somewhat desirable to live in because like people will naturally kind of flock flock towards that like it's it's like it's like a little bit yeah. you know as as beautiful a place as like bozeman montana is it's like hard to imagine it attracting that scale because in the winter like they only get five hours of sunlight a day right and so sure. you know it, yeah there's limits on where college educated people are going to want to live right yeah and, and then, seattle seattle is probably the northernmost limit on yeah that, on that. um and then you know and then basically like of them having fairly liberal employment law is 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 likely as well part of it like you know so 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 california is one is like one of the states where 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 non-compete clauses are unenforceable and like you contrast that with massachusetts uh which is not like that and and like that's certainly like that's an element to it and if you look historically like the traitorous eight who were one of the groups that kind of got got the ball rolling on this um uh when they you know when they when they so they started fairchild semiconductor um yeah i mean i i agree that if you were a politician and you wanted to encourage a robust and like multi-threaded like multi-company uh tech complex banning non-compete clauses would be on the top of the list right yeah Um, like i think that why why is the like if you want to answer the question is like why 
why does uh, the Bay Area seem like a more robust labor market than Seattle does, which to me always like it does feel like if you don't want to work for one of two companies, then maybe you shouldn't go to Seattle. Yeah. Um, the the maybe. answer is those that non like maybe that non compete clause. Yeah, yeah. So like there's an element to that, and it and yes, the the trader is a left Shockley to to start Fairchild. And there are, you know, there there are a lot of states in the nation where had that happened, they just would have been sued out of existence before they could even get started. But you know, but that set a precedent that you can leave a company even to start a, you know, to start a competitive company, and like ha having that around, like again, like it works in California's favor, but like, it, is that the reason? Like, it, I still don't think you you can you you can like point to it like there there's always a multitude of these things to me the important part of it like the part that often gets overlooked is that is that there's not really a recipe that that you would write down to basically say oh well if you have these eight things then you get silicon valley no. it's like no like something got seeded and something got started and then that basically kicked off a positive feedback loop which right. like starts you know like once you get momentum going it starts to attract more and more and more and so you know and so then the basically it grows because it's growing yes. and then the more it's growing the more it grows and it like just kind of builds on itself uh, yeah, and, and and it's 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 all like I mean it's all labor markets to me, right? Like yeah. if you're uh, if you're a company and you want to hire for a position, you you want to be in a place where you can fill that position with any one of hundreds of people yeah. that can do the do the job. Like that's well, and if and then if you're uh, if you're uh, yeah if you're an employee, you want to be able to play. You want to be like you never hurts to have a job offer. Right. Like you want to be in a position where if that job doesn't come through, you can just find another one. It's a mutually beneficial arrangement to have. Yeah. And and that in it in and of itself tells you that there's not a deterministic yeah. um, feature like feature set that will just you can just follow that feature set and that will produce for you this particular like the hub will appear here. And it also tells you, I think, that no matter how well-connected and ambitious of VC you are, you can't just decide that, VC, that Miami is the new, the new Silicon Valley <laughs> and, and that'll work for you. I mean, it may like, uh, like, I mean, but it, it, it's not, it's not a matter of just, just one, one company going or one, yeah. even one network going. Uh, I mean, the, there. the, the interesting thing about, about positive feedback loops though, is like, if you cut the feedback, it decays pretty quickly because <laughs> because because like people were there right so so MySpace so, is my my one yeah, word my one yeah. word summary of why yes why you're right yeah, now, right now, it's like if the if the again like this is why I don't like making predictions about because yeah. if if people don't want to like if the 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 equilibrium is oh we all want to be in the Bay Area and then that equilibrium gets disrupted then the the answer is there will be a new equilibrium right yeah. but it doesn't necessarily going to return to the old equilibrium there's there's no real guarantee 
Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, you know, I think like you can sort of see this in 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 like in like a number of different places where like you know basically company like like engineers came here because companies were here, so more companies got started here, so more engineers came here, so more mm -hmm. companies got started here, so and and like you had that positive feedback loop. There's a you know there's a similar thing for like finance jobs in New York or like entertainment jobs in Los Angeles. Finance like, jobs in San Francisco before tech came along and yeah. chased them all well, out, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, now I, I I would, so so one of the interesting things that 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 I was observing even, you know, basically well, well pre-pandemic was that like, I, I mean, real estate in San Francisco had gotten so expensive that it wasn't even, it didn't feel like a startup town anymore. It felt a lot more like a venture capital town where like, where like basically every, every nice office space was just filled with VCs. Um, I, and so like, it's, it's interesting that, that you say that, that like finance got, got chased out. I think at this point they've, they've, they've chased everybody. <laughs> Finances, different yeah. finance has come back and chased yeah. out the, the, yeah. the chasers. Yeah. 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 It's like, but, but you know, the, the, the point being that that like once you cut that 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 feedback loop and all of a sudden like there's not really a reason for a company to get started here anymore right which means less reason for like an engineer to want to be here uh now i don't know where they end up but the thing that i can say like like the thing to look for is really like all right so like where is the positive feedback getting seeded yeah. because like that's where it's going to end up it's it and and that's not going to happen just because like some person says it should exactly right? like like but you'll be but able who to knows happening. yeah <laughs> uh, to me like the the one thing i will bet on is it will not be strictly predictable if yeah. so i mean all right so here's where we're just going to put the political like marker in here and you know uh coming from uh, someone who's lived in California their whole life and has had ties to San Francisco my whole life. If San Francisco had done the thing where they they had looked at all of these inflows of tech workers, like the the a political made a political choice, which is not an easy political choice to say like we're going to accommodate all this and build more housing and build amenities that make this into a city that works for as a tech hub for everyone who wants to come here and participate in it, then I won't think we would be having this conversation, right? Like the answer would be everyone would yeah. come back and no one would be yeah. complaining. And yeah, like imagine the, the imagine San Francisco made that choice and still retained its like kooky San Francisco-ness and pissed off a lot of the, the entrepreneurs and VCs that like, want to be more respected and walk around town and, and be lauded as job creators. I don't think that they would like, they might still try to play, you know, Miami's the new thing, but I don't think yeah. it, would, it would, there's, there's like zero chance of it taking root at that, at that point. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think like, you know, if I, if I take a step back and look and like, just look at everyone who, who I know who has left, um, and and the people that I know that are that are like thinking about leaving, um, you know, 
look, a lot of people complain about, about the California taxes or like they don't like this or they don't like that. At the end of the day, like for the vast, vast majority of them, like this seems to be driven by quality of life issues, you know, uh, you know, whether, whether it is that they, uh, they feel like too much of their income is going into their housing, whether they feel like they cannot get, like it's, it is, it is hard for them to get up to the level of wealth that they would need to like buy the home that they want to raise their family in, uh, or, 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 or whether it's that like they walk outside their house and they like legitimately feel unsafe, uh, or, you know, or have dealt with like multiple people trying to, trying to break into their home while their kids were asleep. Like, like those are those are the things that really seem to be driving driving people away, and like a lot of that is just driven, uh, at least in my mind, by like, you know, by the the authorities here, like just not really making investments over the last ten years that they had a chance to make. Right. So I mean, to me, that is that is both the defining. Um, like to me, like that's the defining central problem. Like I, I think to me, I mostly center on this housing supply and accommodation. Mm-hmm. Like other people, like crime is a more important issue. Um, the reason why to they're, me, all, they're all interrelated, right? I think they are all interrelated. The, you know, the California, like San Francisco's choice to not build more ho- dense housing literally affected me no matter where I lived in the, in the Bay Area. Yeah that is the thing that impacts the whole like the cost of living in the whole bay area right like you you don't build houses in san francisco you drive up the rent in el cerrito of all places right yeah Uh, yeah that that is a big one and that um you know that brings me back to like this is a tremendous missed opportunity i know that a lot of people who are native to san francisco don't feel that way right like they're they're just they were never excited to have tech workers come in yeah. Um, and you know, like, uh, look, I get it. I don't actually like logging on to, to clubhouse because I don't enjoy 90% of the, the things that you overhear tech workers talking about either, but like the 10% that I do here is really valuable to me as a, as a fellow that I am interested in is really valuable to me. So like it, it you know, it is the foundation of those, those network effects that we we're, we we're talking about. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, um, I, it's it, it, it. Who knows? Like, I, I may be wrong. Like, the network, like the path dependence, may be so strong that like everyone will, it, it, will come it, back. It is, it is. It is certainly possible. I mean, I, I just, I, I you know, I, I, I do have this like inescapable feeling that like a lot of these issues could have been headed off if we had just built more houses. And like, I think, I think that that is, I mean, to me, that's my, that is my, my view is that like San Francisco and that's the other thing, right. Is like, I'm, I saw San Francisco fail at this particular thing. I don't know that all these States that are clamoring to be the next tech code to step up really have like, is not peculiar to San Francisco that like a group of like the homeowners already there are more political, politically powerful than, you know, 10 X as many people who want to move into there. Like that's, that's a basic function of how yeah. America well, set up its system. Well, so 
the thing that I think people miss is, is that like, yes, like San Francisco did not, like they didn't take advantage of this by building more housing, but you know what, like neither did anybody else. Right. Um, so that's, that's why I think there are, there are particular San francisco flavors to the failure to do this, but yeah. I also think it would probably repeat itself in many, if not most other cities. Um, San Francisco always had, I mean, so the, the, the way that I kind of see this, like, like San Francisco's win here was a random, like coin flip. They got it because they happened to be sort of like the closest cosmopolitan city to Silicon Valley. Hmm, closest place to, to San Jose that a young person might actually want to live want to live yeah uh um you know we're like you know i don't know how much time you you've spent in like mountain view palo alto menlo park like all very nice places but they're suburbs and so like you know if you're a 26 27 year old engineer and like maybe you want to have friends and maybe you want to date and maybe you want to like have places be open later than 10 o'clock at night like those are not the places for you um, Oddly enough, those have never been the places for me. No yeah. <laughs> well, you, I mean, except like, when I briefly lived in Sacramento. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, so, so like, uh, you know, I, I lived in Palo Alto while, while I was in grad school and like, it was very nice, but it's a suburb and, and like, you know, so, so it, it, San Francisco won because it happened to be the city where it's like, you know, like most people of that age, when they want to like go meet other people, like they're going to try to get into a city somewhere. Um, and, you know, it, like, I don't think there was anything in particular about San Francisco that turned it into a tech hub. No. Um, and no, like Other like, than just being close to. Being yeah. Close to. And like, and like historically they're, they're like it, you know, the, the you, city you, itself if, does not have a history of like producing technology companies. No, in fact, when I was, I mean, I remember, I remember going there as as a child and thinking like this is a grimy industrial city. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and, yeah, it, and like, yeah, like that. It, it and like it very much. It, at least so. So when I arrived in two thousand and four, yeah, like I mean, San Francisco felt to me the way that it is like often kind of portrayed in the movies as like, as like kind of like the kind of dangerous gold rush town where, you know, where it's like, you might find some gold, but you also might get shot like that. Like, like there was certainly a, a like element of that. I, I never felt safe walking around there at night. Uh, you know, at, at least not back, back in the like early aughts. Um, and and so, you know, the fact that it ended up being the startup hub, I, I think, was more incidental than anything else. And and it's like another it goes example. to our larger point. It's like yeah. path dependence, right? And like you cut it, like yeah, those you know those those businesses will find other places to be. Uh, you know, to me, the question is, well, does that end up in the Bay Area? Does it end up somewhere else? Like if it does, if it does end up somewhere else, then like. You know where 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 where's the concentration that helps enable the positive feedback loop because like that's that's the thing that 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 you want to look for yeah i mean that's my major prediction is that is not like i think it's foolish to try and pick which city it will be yeah. but i still think i don't think 
even though I'm more open to remote now and more accepting that it can it can deliver more, ex- more I'll, I'll, I'll i'll talk about it this way i'm more focused on the positive aspects of it than i am on that on the negative aspects where you you miss out on that metis that you get from working next to other experts um i still think that things are going to need to cluster like yeah. things are still going to cluster in tech yeah. maybe you'll see more like maybe you'll see two or three out of them like there's no real particular reason why it needs to be one it just needs to be thick enough to get started but it'll still it'll still cluster it may be back in the bay area again i don't like you can complain all we want like if the jobs are there the companies will be there if the 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 companies are there the jobs will be there like it's not yeah Yeah, so I mean, I mean, I mean, to me, this is actually like kind of a nice segue into the into the remote work question, because one of the things that I would stipulate is that I mean, later on in your career, when you are what you are, like go live work where wherever you want. Early though, like you need to be in a cluster. Like there is just so much value to like sitting inside that dense network where where like knowledge flows freely. Now I'm not necessarily arguing that like well you have to be in the Bay Area. We just talked about that. Like that may or may not be. Yeah, the, yeah. No, this is this isn't physics here, right? Like there's, <laughs> but but like you do need to get embedded in some kind of a cluster that gives you access to you know the the tacit knowledge you need in order to learn how to do your job well and and like that's the thing that i'm you know i, I mean and and i and i'm a little bit struggling with this for us because like when i hire senior level people sorry when i hire senior senior level people like that's great they all know what they're doing i can kind of leave them to go do their things and they have their established networks that like they can go ask when when like you know when they're like well we have to do x and i'm not really sure how um but like you know how i get an engineer who's earlier on and in their career the kind of knowledge that they need to learn how to be good like I'm just not sure how I replicate that, if if like you know if like they're living in Greenville and don't necessarily have access to like to like the kind of engineer who has who has who has like scaled a production system before. Yeah, I I mean I, I think there's a lot of different ways to think about this. Um, I, I you know I agree with you very strongly, right? I think there's a lot of people that don't have any choice, but if your early career um like everyone no matter what their job title is in tech when new people come in they all have like you can kind of formalize you can model their complaints about people who apply or get the jobs when mm-hmm. they when they're fresh out of school they're overdeveloped on like if they're data scientists they're overdeveloped on ai or they're overdeveloped on statistical modeling or they, you know, like the basic complaint about every college student that is entering the workforce is that they've got a toolbox heavier than they can lift, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> the, 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 you, you know, you can distill that complaint down in that basically there's some stuff that is easy to instruct. Yeah. That is, is like, it's easier to distill what you need to do into a recipe 
or a set of formal instructions, yeah. or it's just easier to generalize. And there's a lot of stuff that is not that easy to generalize or is not that easy to instruct. And like, I, I think there's like a good metaphor that comes out of cooking. Um, mm-hmm. like if you read a cooking recipe, a lot of times the uh, instructions will tell you like you need to raise the temperature of the oil until it's almost smoking, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a lot like implying that you've cooked enough times. Like they know, they know that you as the audience have cooked enough times that you know when something is going to start smoking, right? Like yeah. that's, that's in the recipe tech, like stack overflow, online blogs, textbooks have a lot of that kind of stuff in them, right? Where yeah, this, you, you don't this, really have a good way to hang on to implement the instructions until you've done it a couple of times. And yeah. it's great to have someone around who can like one, give you the emotional support to tell you you're not an idiot, right? To yeah. be like, no, everybody makes that mistake when they first try it. And then two, to be like, look, 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 like that works on the computers you're used to working on, but on something that everyone has to work off of when you're doing a remote box, that actually won't work. You don't have enough control over your environment. You have to do it this way. Like yeah. that, that is the like the essence of it like i i think of it as metis right like there's a greek word for types of knowledge that can't like that are are hard to explicitly instruct um but it's critical to doing your job and it's really i think it's still hard to pick up remotely yeah yeah i mean i you know um i i you know for for me i i my the 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 mental model that that i use for this uh, I, uh, is one of, of, uh, of, uh, tacit knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it's just like knowledge that you cannot get other than by, by, by doing, uh, and being guided by someone who, who, who is an expert in doing like it, 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 it like going to your, to, to your, uh, cooking metaphor, you know, it's, it's been, like it used to drive me crazy to like read a recipe where like the final line was like bake until done. Like <laughs> how the hell am I supposed to know when it's done? Like, tell me what done is. Yeah. I and know then, we, we use algorithm at recipe is the the metaphor for algorithm, yeah. but it's actually wrong. Like, like algorithm is the, the metaphor for recipe because it, uh, recipes are really bad algorithms and yeah. algorithms are great recipes. Well, it, <laughs> I mean, I mean, but but you like basically realize that they're trying to lay out instructions for a complex system and like complex systems don't have predictable endpoints like that's just the reality. And so so like the way that you get to know it is by doing it enough times that you start to get a feel for for, you know, for how it all works together. And then you can just tell and it like it sucks to like tell somebody that that like hey all of your academic knowledge is not going to help here you're you're actually going to have to play with this system and try to do things so that you start to to develop a reasonable intuition for how it works and by the way that's like way more valuable than any a plus you ever got in any work that you ever thought was hard um and 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 it's also likely going to turn out that the rules that dominate this system are are pretty simple (laughs) It's going to take you some time to figure them out, but like the super complicated math that you once did, 
like it, it's just it's going to end up being being less valuable than just like understanding how this machine works yeah um the the other thing that you're missing that we miss when you're remote i think and i think this one's more solvable is knowing what everyone else is doing right like knowing what the common techniques are like you learn all of the techniques in school let's say and it, i mean i can draw on personal experience here i learned lots of different binomial regression techniques in econometrics i learned like way more than i ever used um, and I was, and I added more that was beyond my curriculum because I sensed that there were shortcomings in the ones that I, um, was taught. Yeah. And then I got into work and everyone's using logistic regression. Like it was literally the fad at the time was we're all using logistic regression, yeah. um, which I was like, oh, that's great. Like to me, that's the most intuitive one, but you can see where, um, there's, there's there's two things that you gain from that. One is like permission to put this tool that you're comfortable with to work, right? And you know it, it will work and you won't be, like there will be other people around who can understand the, the, the way that that tool is working and they can critique you when you're using it wrong. And then it also gives you the like, oh, maybe I should zag here because yeah. everyone else is doing this thing. But like my problem isn't quite the same as everyone else is doing and that they're doing it for these reasons. And I think that that's hard to, again, like that's another thing where I would want to be co-located. I want to, I would want to have like a thick community around me that is experiencing some group think. And you want to sometimes go along with that group think because there are, there are benefits to it because they can, everyone can speak the language that you're, that yeah. you're going to express yourself in. And then there's, there's also like, there's opportunities yeah. where you can be like, Hey, like if I do what the rest of the market is not doing, then there's there's a, there's even more room for me here. Well, and, and, and to kind of riff on that a little bit, like it's also, you know, if you walk in and, you know, and everyone is doing things in a very particular way and you start to like, you understand that and you start to understand your problem space and where or, or, or where there may not be a match. If you're going to go and do it a different way, it's really, really beneficial to be able to talk to more than one person who is doing it the her way. The difference so between a crank and a genius is literally like, like yeah. talking to other people first, right? Yeah, like, it, and like, and like, if you can talk to ten people who are basically who who give you all of the who give you all of their reasons why they are using, you know, why why they're doing the regression the way that 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 they're doing it. You, you can triangulate on the actual reasons for why anyone is doing any particular thing. Yeah. And then, and that's going to make your reasoning much better in terms of saying, you know, like, you know, where either you reach conviction where you're like, Oh no, actually that idea I had was stupid and I should just use the standard way for this. Or, or you can basically say, Oh yeah, no, I, I've now talked to enough people that I basically know like this is the way like I will do better if I if I go in this direction, you know. Here is where I zag. Right. So I mean, I think for most people who have worked in tech in the last fifteen years, they have gotten that sort of information from the people they directly work with. They've learned which blogs they read, which Stack Overflow like sections that they peruse. Like there's. I think that can be gotten through strictly online sources, but it's harder. 
Yeah. And yeah. maybe there's stuff, maybe stuff like Clubhouse will give you a, a better sense of what the dominant group think is in a particular, like I could see that working. Um, but it does seem like to me, like it does, does seem like you're a little behind. Yeah, I mean, the, the the thing that I've definitely experienced in like in like a few different contexts, and you know, as as you know, like I'm not exactly a social media wizard, so like I don't know all of the things that are going on in all of the places, but really, it's that like, so you get this clustering effect, and like a density builds up in a certain location that that within that within that network has some very very powerful tacit knowledge about how things work um and the ability it, and then that that sort of network builds up a set of like best practices for like how to stand up one of these things whatever it is it happens to know about right like whether it's like startups and venture capital and start and starting new technology companies or or like data scientists and like production machine learning systems or like you know software engineers and like and like responsive web applications like whatever whatever it happens to be like the network learns how to do that and builds up a set of best practices that that end up really well adapted for you know for the world in which it lives and the ability for that information to penetrate outside of that cluster, like it, 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 it drops off really quickly. And then, and then what ends up happening is like, well, anyone who sits outside that cluster is essentially going to get, I mean, I think like almost the, the, uh, the best analogy that I can think of for this is like, they get a hologram of like the information that is sitting in so so it's essentially like like yeah like there is information there but it doesn't have the like it, it's very hard for them to access the full depth and so then they can create a facsimile and 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 feel like it's going okay but like it's missing some like critical pieces that like actually allow the thing to like kind of get up and go I, mean, um, I think if if you're not convinced, um, I do the sound editing on our podcast, and I have exclusively learned that through YouTube, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it is not as good as the sound editing on other on other podcasts because I mean I I am not plugged into that community yeah. on the, so, the same uh, way that like someone who is. Yeah, I mean, I I I can give you a very specific example, uh, and it has to do with like raising venture capital dollars. So I mean, I I've, I've been in the venture I'd like been in venture you've done a, you've done some of that yeah like I, I, i've done, done a capitalism <laughs> i've like i've like done a fair like you know over the last five or six years like that's been my life and kind of like some way shape or form either being involved in fundraisers or fundraising myself and um and you know i i, I live in the bay area but i'm canadian i still have you know like I, i've got you know like i've got roots I, I know a lot of folks back in Toronto. And, and so, you know, I, I, whenever I would go visit, I would also like, you know, want to just go, you know, I'd, I'd kind of tap my network and essentially be like, hey, who's doing some interesting stuff. And it was just so that I could meet technology entrepreneurs doing things in other places. University um, of Waterloo is one of the one of the best 
uh, one of the best tech hubs in 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 the world, but it so sucks compared to San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. So well, so 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 what's interesting is like you go meet people up there. I mean, I I came out of Canadian uh, universities. Like I happen to know that they are excellent. And that when people say the that the UC system is the best public university system in the world, like I can tell you that's completely false. Like they do uh -huh. not hold a Fight, candle. Fighting words. <laughs> like, fighting words. I mean, great great schools, but they do not hold a candle to to the Canadian to to like the the top Canadian schools are just significantly better. Um and and, and it's not their fault, right? It's 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 I mean, it, it's like they're I, they're better. I, 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 I could. I, I mean, having you know, having spent some time on the ins insides of HR, like they're comparable. Like we're yeah. we're talking we're talking about similar tiers, yeah. right? Like um, so, if you if you say they're better, I don't I don't I, I don't actually have any quarrel with that because it yeah. is not. Uh, even though I I'm a big believer in the UC, the UC system is one thing that California gets yeah pretty no. dang right. I I like I like I like totally agree. But but to me, the claim that it's the best in the world is like nonsensical because I know the schools that that like I I came out of. I know the quality of 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 student there. The the big difference between the between schools like like Waterloo uh, and like U of T and like UBC is that for the quality of kid who would who would otherwise go to Harvard or to MIT or to Caltech like you see it, it's it's hard for them to draw that kid like yeah in, no, I mean I, mean, I would Canada, argue yeah. where, where you see the UCs as being particularly good is the value add per yeah. for the students yeah so if you so, rank if you rank yeah. them by just outcomes then obviously like the private universities in in uh, the America come out on top, but if you rank in what you would expect by what you would expect going into a UC versus yeah. what you see coming out, then you see something. It is sort of crazy. Like UC Davis is amongst the top universities in in yeah, America no. because yeah. it it yeah. like really pulls in kids of below average means or immigrants, and then produces people who like really have a big uh, like they have a a huge increase in earnings from having gone. Yeah, so my 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 point being that like in Canada like you have that but then you also have like all of the kids who who would have who would have otherwise gone to one of the top yeah. I mean my which actually does, I I would argue does have benefits for the, the yeah. you know. Yeah. The, the, the yeah. I mean my 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 Harvard. my undergrad program probably like half of the people in my graduating class are like are like faculty members at various schools around the world like like uc just doesn't have anything comparable to that and and fundamentally it's basically because because like like mit exists here right like it if if you're if if like obviously there are canadians who who come down for the private schools but like but like a lot of them stay um, anyway, all, all, all of this is to say that like the talent base in Canada is very good. Um, uh, and, you know, a lot of those folks go on to like work in, you know, to either do academics or, or like work in, you know, work in, um, uh, you know, work in, work in top tier tech companies. Like they're not any less smart. No. Oh, no. And again, you yeah. see, I mean, Waterloo's like, 
Waru is one of the best uh, engineering, like computer science yeah. and engineering universities in the world. Yeah. Like not and in so, Canada, in yeah. the world. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, basically, so, so you would go, so like I would go and talk to these Canadian tech entrepreneurs who from a talent perspective were just as good as anyone in the Bay Area. And the thing that they would always want to talk about is like, all right, like, you know, uh, regardless of whether they were pre-seed, seed, like series A, like, like it, it didn't matter what stage they were in, they, um, you know, they were always pointing to like, you know, trying to understand the fundraising recipe, yeah. right? Of like, all right, well, what, what milestones do I have to hit? I can't go out and raise my seed round until I've hit, you know, until I've hit this, this, and this milestone. And like, part of it was like what their peers were telling them and also what their investors were telling them of like, well, we're not going to support a series A raise until like you've, you've sort of hit, hit, hit like this, this level, uh, uh, a number of them as well. Like, you know, like their in, like, like their cap tables were like kind of weird and upside down. Uh, and it was because like their, their investors like kept feeding money into the company, telling them that they weren't ready for sort of the subsequent raise, but they were, they were very, very focused around like, well, what are the metrics? What are the milestones? Like, where do I have to hit? And like, if you talk to anyone inside the Valley who, who has just like worked in this area, the thing that all of them will, that all of them understand intuitively is that venture capital is not a metrics driven process. This is not to say that, that, that your metrics are not important, right? Like you, the business has, has to make progress. It should be growing. Like, like all of those things, like, especially if like you're an operator, I mean, I run a, I run a venture back business right now. Like you're damn right. I'm looking at my metrics like every goddamn day. Uh, but that is much more driven by like, I want the business to be successful. Fundraising is attached to that, but it's not the same. Like venture capital is not a metrics driven process. It is a market clearing process. Right. Meaning that like you're going to go sell part of your company. The question is, is there anyone interested in, in it or not? And like your your metrics are part of that story. But like there isn't a recipe. That a, you can it's write a story down. driven. It's a I mean, come on. It's a story driven for a I, process I, where like where the metrics are part of the story. But like well, but well, the, well, the, the like, can someone else imagine where you're going with you? Yeah, right, is like, where you're getting to, and like, right? and, and that like, that is not like you can't just like put an algorithm to that because the social relationships of VC and their well, connection with what you're more, trying to do are a part of that deal. Right? And 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 more importantly, like, how do people imagine the world evolving? Yeah. Right. So, like, do so they that, that group think we were talking about er yeah. earlier is useful? Well, so for both, so, like both the scenarios that we talked about as well, right? Knowing well, what everyone else is doing and where you can say. Well, right? it, and, and, and it's like, do they buy the, the, you know, the version of the future that like, mm -hmm. that like you are attaching yourself to not everybody will. Yeah. Right. And, and, and if there's conviction in that, in that future, in some cases, like it really doesn't matter what, what your metrics look like. 
In other cases, you could have the most amazing metrics in the world and it's still going to be hard to raise money again, because like you're sitting in a market, it's not a recipe. Right. And so like, there has to be a market for your company and for your ideas with a clearing price that makes sense to both parties. Yeah. Um, and, and like, you can't write, like, there's no recipe to write down. There's really just, just like, what is, you know, this future that you are building towards, like, can you find enough people who like buy that this is the way things are going to evolve? Um, and, and like, there's a timing aspect to that too. Like you like look at something like clubhouse, which like raised some ungodly amount of money at some ungodly valuation and like companies that looked exactly like that have been built multiple times over the last <laughs> yeah. like 10 years, but they didn't get the timing right. Yeah. Right. And like this one, well, it's not generating, generating any, any revenue, but it certainly has, has momentum and it's in its, in its direction. And, and so people buy that they'll be able to monetize and the market clears. Right. But it's like, if you would have said, well, they, you know, you don't raise until, until you're at 2 million ARR. Well, like that's clearly nonsensical. Yeah. Right. You and so you can, you can raise and yeah, the, so, so it really is like you're in a market and and like that's a thing that if you if you live here, at least over the last cycle, if, if you have lived here, it's, it's quite ingrained in you that this is how it works. But that didn't it, it doesn't penetrate out of here that efficiently. Yeah, I, access to capital is huge. I think I think that's the most mobile of all of the factors, perhaps yeah. right in the sense that like you don't need a large number to move a large number of people around the country in order to, to, to like move the VC community Well, I mean, um, I, as opposed I, to the actual computer science engineers. I would, um, I would, I would, I would put it this way. Uh, like the capital is going to chase return. I, I'm not even sure it matters where they are. Like, like they could all decide to to like stay in the Bay Area again for like quality of life reasons. If 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 they're just like this place is the best place in the world and that's where they they like decide to be. But all of the newest companies, you, you know, all of the most awesome companies are like are are you know getting built in Boise. Like they're gonna invest in Boise because like like the capital chases return. To me, it's really a question of like, first of all, within a given ecosystem, does it flow freely? So do people know yeah, how, I mean, I how think, to access it? I mean, you want if you want a really good example of this, and I'll, I'll post a link to this book. There's um, a, a book by Enrico Moretti, who's an economist. I think he's at Berkeley right now, who wrote something called New Geography of Jobs. And he talks about his home, home country of Italy, which has a, a t another top tier education system, but there's no startups. Like there's basically not a startup industry in Italy. And the reason is, is not, it is probably, I mean, again, like there's millions of reasons, but maybe one of them is like, you just can't get a small business loan in Italy, right? Yeah. Like you have to know someone because the yeah. way the Italian capital system works is like, you have to be the nephew of somebody yeah. in order to get a loan there. And one, I mean, you say lots of things about VC capital. It's not very risk averse relative to other ways of getting a loan. Well, um, well and for yeah. small businesses, that's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Right? I mean, yes, yes and no, like it's startups. It is, it is not risk averse 
but it has certain requirements around it that that very that many very good businesses just don't don't qualify for. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying that it's for everyone, or that it may, or that there's not like a fairly narrow structure of of types of businesses it doesn't make sense for. But I think relative to other forms of getting a loan, like yeah. it is yeah, yeah, not yeah. very risk averse. Well, well um, and and also the fact that it doesn't come with you know a whole bunch of guarantees or taps on your future cash flow like that's yeah. a i mean that's a big deal when you're when you're when you're trying to get a business off the ground and then like you know when you think about the ecosystem as well like there's a there's a consortium of these things that you sort of need around right like like you need the angels who are willing to fund the super early stage stuff you need the seed firms who are willing to go when when like the product is kind of there and they're and they're starting to figure out how to make it work like you need the series a and series b firms who are willing to pour who are willing to pour capital to start to scale something up when it's not totally clear that it's that it's still working yet and then and then and then you need the growth firms who like once things start to to pick up like actually have the resources to like to like pump into it to, to like get the thing going it's it's not just like oh if you know if only sequoia capital existed over here well that's fine but then like who's funding the pre-seed stuff who's funding the growth stuff like it's like remarkable how how quick specialization can take hold if there's enough yeah. demand right yeah like there's a you know there's definitely a sort of sort of a spectrum that that's sort of necessary but like you know kind of going back to it again these this is all like these are things that when you're in a cluster like kind of penetrate you effectively and when you're outside of a cluster like it's it, it's quite hard to like pull those dynamics because again you you kind of get a limited view of, of like how things are working inside um and and to me, like when I think back to to sort of the remote work question, it's really like, well, how do you, you know, how do you how do you replicate that to make sure that when people are are on their career growth path, that they're getting access to good information that you know gives them a good skill set going forward? Because the worst thing that can happen to you is like you turn around at like forty five and realize like you don't know any of the good ways of doing something. Um, and then, you know, and then it's very hard to, to sort of sell yourself to good companies that are going to pay a good wage. Yes. All right. So, all right. We've, we've, we've talked about this for, this may be one of our longest episodes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so in conclusion, we have no idea <laughs> whether, <laughs> <No>. whether, <laughs> whether San Francisco is going to suck back in all of the, the tech money. I think we're both, a, a, you know, I think the, the one thing I think we're both sure of is like there, you know, the housing supply and amenities for young people and, and, and families in the Bay Area is probably the greatest source of like to me, like that's the biggest counterfactual. Like if that were different, I would actually make a very confident prognostication that like things would basically go back to where it, where it was. Yeah, um, I, I think I would agree with that. We both uh, we both think that maybe remote work is more possible and more interesting than it was ten years ago. But if we were younger, probably we would still be looking to work in an office 
in a in a city where the like the in, the industry that we're interested in is uh, yeah. is like the, where where the ground is thick with that industry. Um, if I I mean you know I I would say like the most specific thing is like if I were you know in the early stages of my career today. I don't think I would focus that hard on like exactly where, but I would say like, I would want to be next, like next to slash working with a set of people who I knew were good. Yeah. Like I mean, I would, I would look for a, you know, not exactly a frontier like tech industry, but something that seems like it is growing. See something that uses your, um, uses your intellectual skills in particular, um, and that that's a big deal, right? Like that, that's that's what's driving some of the worst politics in in America. I think is that like these things tend to cluster together, and a college degree is not necessarily the key to unlocking, um, you know, the types of jobs that we're talking about. But like it really delivers a lot of the tools that you need to to unlock a lot of these jobs and. If your community is pop, not have the types of jobs in it that um, require a college degree, you're not really gaining in the economic growth that is mostly driving America, and that sucks. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, until next time, Ian. It was it was a delightful. Yeah. Uh, exploring these issues. All right, sir. All right. Talk to you later.